it's her yeah. fault kind of and like they still are like easy good morning you day and i'm like you don't even know where that's from you have no idea you, know that. That exists you just for. do it because i do it from like the bar i used to work mm. at oh my god like morgan she's like 25 she's like easy good morning you day i'm like hey oh near no, no idea are you ready sounds, okay. sounds about right for everything in life mm. true story <laughs> are we ready All right, welcome to the We Shape podcast. I don't know what episode this is because I lose track and I have no sense of time, but we are here. Especially when your kids are sick and waking you up all the time. We haven't, I'm just going to be honest. 10 years. We haven't slept in 10 years. We got two kids that are not. The first one was a horrendous sleeper. Yeah. She finally in the last six months at nine and a half is kind of sleeping better. And then the other one was a good sleeper, but then kind of started to not be a good sleeper. And I just, I feel like I'm in a space of just, I'm just going to surrender to it because the fight for it and the anxiety (laughs) around it is just, it's too much for me. So I'm just going to let it go. I've survived this far. Welcome to the show. If you're short on sleep, then no, you're not alone. Yeah. You also don't know what day it is. You're welcome here. Yeah. Yeah. I just try not to care about so much anymore because I'm just like, whatever. My brain will remember the important things and... Well, you know me, I always want to go straight to the depth stuff really fast, right? And I think that there's an important lesson there that fighting what's happening in front of you because you don't like it, it doesn't always serve us. Actually, in fact, I feel like it rarely serves us. I feel like you end up just fighting what is and getting mad and getting upset and just, ah, and then what happens at the end of it? You either have to accept it or continue fighting it and suffering, right? Yeah. One of my favorite little tidbit quotes that people share sometimes with each other is let go or be dragged <laughs> because that's kind of just <laughs> that's like right? that Seinfeld episode when like he's training with that guy and he's like running behind the car and the guy it's like this like crazy old man who was like come on I'm your trainer and Seinfeld's like trying to run and then he's like okay you're gonna was, hold I think it was George not Seinfeld but anyways oh, okay yeah, well, anyway yeah. and then he was like um, okay, you're going to hold on to this rope while I drive the car. And he's like, well, what happens if I can't keep up with the car? And he goes, you lag, you drag. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is literally my favorite Seinfeld episode of all time. You lag, oh, yeah, that's a funny you one. Drag. I mean, the that's truth good. of the matter is, though, is it's going to happen anyway. And no amount of worrying or whatever is generally um, going to change the outcome. And I think it's really easy to know those things and hear those things and apply those things when life is going relatively smooth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like we'll just jump in because I feel like I just want to share what a shitty week it was. Yeah. I feel like it's been, like I didn't even want to do the podcast if I'm being honest today. Yeah. I was like, I don't have, you know, it's like, you're going to get on and in- motivate and inspire. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm not in a space of that. But I also feel like we're just human beings and we should just be honest. And I was talking with Nina before the podcast just about how, you know, we used to run a very financially successful fitness company that was rooted in targeting people who wanted to lose weight and make their body look a certain way. And a few years back, I just said, I, I can't participate. And, and everyone told me, you'll never be able to sell a fitness product if you don't do it this way. People only care about weight loss. And we still did it anyway. And um, Tyler and I self-funded the build of this this product that was rooted in movement and biomechanics and connecting with your body. And we've been more recently like forming this community of people who are like joining our community and buying our product because they want to feel good and 
and and break away from these toxic cycles yeah. and you know so we had this plan we'll self fund and then we'll get investors and of course now as we're in the need for the investors it's like nobody wants to invest because the economy is so down and i think that investors are all just like kind of freezing right now yeah and so it just is one of those things where it just feels like I told my friend yesterday on the phone, I said, it feels like the bad guys are going to win. And I hate that feeling. Mm. It's like, um, it's like, I want to do this thing. I want people to join our community. I want people to use our product because I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a turn in the right direction. Right. And I feel like I've had so many people in our industry just almost laugh at me. Like, yeah, yeah. right, no one's going to buy your product so they feel better. They only care about looking better. Or, And I just want to share how hard that is because yeah. you and I do not have infinite resources. We do require a certain number of people to purchase our product. None of the things that we do are for free. We have yeah. to pay people to be here. Um, building a product that's rooted in technology is not a cheap thing. It's the best thing for the customer because – we have the most amazing customizable experience. Um, and so I'm just going to share today that if you're listening to this and you believe in what we're doing, the best thing you can do is you can support us yeah. by using our product. Because Sharing it with a friend. It's like I want to tell people, you know, like in a lot of ways we do vote with our dollar. Yeah. And I feel like I'm getting backed against a wall a yeah. little bit since I can't find the investors. And it sucks. Yeah. And I... And I, I don't know. It's just hard. And it's just and it's just like I'm willing to do anything that I can do to keep this purpose going because I do really feel a sense of no, 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 I'll stop at nothing. And um, I actually called one of my closest people yesterday who's who's almost like a spiritual advisor for me. And I said, am I crazy? Because a lot of people would look at me and be like, whoa, you are nuts for this financial situation, like for the amount that you're putting into this. And it feels like you're making some risky moves. And I just feel like my purpose and my soul will not look at it that way. Yeah. And he said, okay, well, so then what, what is, what you're, the universe is showing up for you in a way that feels really uncomfortable right now. And what is it, what is it showing up for? Like, how is it happening for you and mm. not to you? And I had this realization this morning that it's backing me against a wall to go like, do you really want to do this? Mm -hmm. And I do, but it's so hard when the rest of society is like, well, if you're not going to promise me weight loss, I don't want to buy your product. Yeah. But I don't want to be taken down by that because I think it's super important that we pave a different way. And this is exactly why I didn't want to do it today. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm just not ready to back down because yeah. I feel like I don't really care about my financial risk at this point. To be honest with you, our CFO is like, <laughs> you're nuts. And I appreciate him so much because he just endures so many storms and like he is here for the mission. But, you know... I think that when my friend was asking me that question, I feel like I had, you know, like when you feel grateful for something, but you haven't, you haven't been faced with the loss of it. Mm -hmm. And so you can say that you're grateful for something, 
but you don't really know until it's like almost gone. Yeah. I felt that today. And I was like, oh, that's what he was talking about. Mm. You know, like, what is the universe showing up for you right now? How is it showing up for you? Thank you, Connor. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, and I'm like, I feel like it's showing up to say, look at how much gratitude you have in this. Look at this team of people um, that is here for you. And look at the amazing feedback you um, get from, from the people who are a part of this community. So I'm going to keep showing up for those people. This is a really hard week because it feels like the bad guys are going to win. I, I know that's like a shitty way to say it, but that is how I feel. I feel like the people who are going to sell the weight loss products and the people who are going to do the fad diets and whatever, those people are going to win. But I, I, I don't want to be taken down by it. So yeah. Well, thank you for being super vulnerable right now about that. Like um, anybody who's ever started a business before um, should know that it's a lot to get that rock started that get that thing rolling and um you know we have put a lot of our energy heart soul finances everything into this and i think you and i are on the same page like we really want our daughters to grow up in a different world where people aren't feeling pressure constantly to look a different way so that they can find happiness right I, i'm really aligned with that and um, also, you know, like uh, we've talked about this before, but like you said, we've, we were a part of the industry and we didn't know any better. You know, I, that's the hardest part is just recognizing that there's actions you take out of the conditioning that society has brought you. And, and then once you realize that, how do you do better? And that's what we're trying to do here is just show up and do better and change the narrative. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I'm in a weird space on this one because for some reason I feel really peaceful and I'm like, the bad guys aren't going to win. I'm sorry. They're just not. And I don't know, I don't know why I, I feel that and know that, but I just, I just know that. Um, it's weird. I'm usually the real. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'm usually the one who's like, you know, but I, I, I'm not going to be a victim of this, but I'm not going to pretend that it's not hard. Yeah. It's hard. For sure. It's very hard. To, you know, build a company hand select a team to all of the intricate pieces and do it in a way that's difficult when when we yeah. made this when we made this decision and you, you said tyler we're going to do this in a way where we're not going to use any of the you know uh like marketing hoopla methods that um you know we've gotten good at in the past um i knew it was going to be a monumental task but what makes me most happy right now is that um you know our business actually has really incredibly healthy numbers. Um, the people inside are becoming oh raving God. fans. The community about, is like um, whenever I do a community call, about. I'm like, sell everything. Like I'll just like these people are so inspirational for yeah. me. And, and honestly, the thing that I'm most excited about is the message that we're putting out there that is resonating, that is getting people to come like try us out in the first place. Is like, hey, are you sick of stepping on the scale and feeling bad about yourself? Hey, are you sick of workouts that feel like they, they aren't made for you, right? Help, let, us, let us make you a personalized workout and show you how to love your body instead of feel pressure to change it. And for a message like that to be resonating to the degree that it is gives me a lot of hope that people are fed up, man. I, I, how, many times, how many times can we do a diet well, and end up in the same position? How many times can we do a workout program thinking it is going to change the way we look and just get kick to the curb over and over again. 
Like yeah. people are waking up to the reality that this is not a short term fix to try and look a different way to make yourself feel happy. This is something that we all should be doing to care for ourselves. Well, and I mean, I think I was sharing with you the other day that I really want people to understand three things when they buy our product. One, I need people to stop and evaluate their intention and their why, right? Big time. Um, and we even ask that in the product and there's a space where people can write about that. And I, I often say once you ask yourself that question and you get the answer, then ask it four more times after that because then it gets to the real why. Yeah. And then the second thing I want them to know is use our product in a way that's meaningful for you. I am not your expert. If you need to use our product twice a week for 10 minutes, that's how you use it. There is no bad or good or right or wrong. It's just use it in a way that's meaningful for you. And then the third thing is cling to our community. You are not gonna be able to stand alone in this idea that you're gonna like bring awareness to toxic weight loss culture and connect with your body and, and, and how you feel by yourself. We need each other in this community to come together and share our struggles, share our small successes, our small wins. And I say small wins because it's rarely ever huge wins. It's mm. tiny little things. Tiny little right? things make a huge difference. And so that's what I want people to understand is like, why are you doing this? Please use our product in a way that feels meaningful for you. There's no right or wrong. And connect with our community. One of my goals by the end of the year is to add more community calls because every time we have those Zoom calls with our community members, people just feel so inspired and vulnerable and real. And I think that it takes that collaborative effort to come together and say, we are so sick of feeling like shit about ourselves. We wanna come together as a community and pave a new way, but we need a community of like-minded people to do that. And I think one of my uh, biggest weaknesses is that, you know, I always hold it together and I never ask for help. Yeah. And it's so important to ask for help. This is the time for me to say if you're in our community, we actually do need your support. This is a startup company. This is not a fully off the ground company. And if you believe in this mission and you believe in some of the things we're talking about, join our community. Um, help us get this you know, business kickstarted so that we can keep going because the thought of stopping is like, it just, I just melt into a puddle on the floor. <laughs> so I am gonna go outside of my comfort zone and ask people that if they believe in what we're doing, the best way that they can support us is to go to weshape.com and join our community and, and use our product to better their life. And if you like it, tell your friends, right? And, and that's it. That's all we can do at the end of the day. Yeah. S spread the word. Because I mean, I feel like sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, you need investors. And I'm like, we probably do. But like, there's more than one ways to solve a problem. Yeah, right? For sure. So I'm going to like, maybe go against the grain and say I'm grateful if investors want to invest. But um, that hasn't been working so far given the market. So I'm like, I'm going to take a different approach. And I'm going to just share our message and hope that people resonate. And I do really believe that people are over. They're just done with the way that they were before. In fact, I wanted to talk today about how, you know, in our product, we when we originally designed it, we had this like 
my progress tab where you could like see how many workouts you were doing. And I actually told our designer and um, the people who are building the technology, I'm going to take that out because I feel like you can just get like neurotic and then you can be like, oh, I only did one workout last week. And, and I'm like, feeling bad about that is again, not going right? to help people feel yeah. better. And like the number of workouts that you do don't even necessarily contribute to that anyway. So um, our team came together and said, what are the things that we feel are the most important things I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that can make people feel good, but like, let's simplify and like, what are some things that we can start with? So we came up with four different things, which is energy, sleep, uh, pain, and confidence. Like if yeah. we could be focusing on those four things, then we really do believe that by tracking those things, people could, you know, people like to track things. So I was like, okay, we can track something, but I don't want to track how many workouts people are doing. I want to shift the focus to how we're sleeping, how we're feeling, what's our energy levels, like are we feeling better about ourselves? And so uh, before the new year, we're actually going to have this tab in the product that says feeling good. It has a little heart icon and you click on it and every month you can actually take a, a quick quiz that's like, how'd you feel last month at the end of the month? Yeah. And then you can kind of have that as a reminder, oh, last month, man, I um, didn't sleep so great. And so it's like going into the next month, you can just have this mindfulness awareness that like focusing on sleep priorities could could maybe help you feel a little bit better yeah. right so it's kind of shifting the focus um the other thing that the head of our marketing team was doing was we tried it this quarter i said why don't you know everyone wants to like to do challenges and i'm like okay well we can do a challenge but like i want it focused on different things yeah and so we did like a feel-good challenge where people were focusing on those four things and a lot of people really resonated with that so yeah. i had a lot of hope for that so come the new year we're actually asking people to join like a feel-good challenge where we're focusing on different intentions and we're actually telling people to not set New Year's resolutions yeah. and to bail on their scale. Yeah. And um, I know people think I'm crazy for this, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, throw your scale away and focus on something else. If you've already done that for decades, we can all probably say it didn't work. That's the reality of this. People have been so, doing this for decades and decades and decades. And every time they step on that scale, they look down and they feel lousy about themselves, right? And why do we keep torturing ourselves? And, after, and at the end of the day, like this is a number on a little machine that's making you feel bad. And you're unique. I'm sorry, you're unique. Your body's unique. Your bone structure is unique. The muscle mass you carry is unique. The water weight you carry is unique, right? So how the hell is somebody going to give you a number and say, this is the number that you should be to feel happy about yourself? It's absolute crock of shit. I'm sorry. And people need to bail on their scale. And what did I say the other day, Connor? Oh, bail on their scale. Get out of weight loss jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm a rhymer. That's just who I am. But I think it's just so important. Okay, for Dr. People Seuss. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your commentary today. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> um, but no, it's such an important message. And you said something really powerful earlier. I just wanted to rewind back on super quick. You said like community. And I was on one of the community calls yesterday and our topic was um, uh, like self-talk, negative self-talk. And we had about 50 or 60 people on the call. And we kind of opened up the floor just to say, hey, where have you noticed yourself talking poorly about yourself? And what, what tools have you done um, to change that? And what, some beautiful things came about, like people were sharing, hey, I noticed myself judging myself. And then I, I forced myself to give myself two compliments instead, which is something that I know you said as well. Um, a lot of imagining it as your friend, like if your friend was talking bad about themselves, you know, and we talked about that on the podcast too. But what was most striking to me was that every single person on that call 
judged the crap out of themselves, every single one of them. And they felt bad when they self-sabotaged. They felt bad when they made mistakes. They felt bad when they didn't look the way they think they should look. And the solution to all of that is letting go of who you believe you should be based on what you've learned and start just loving yourself for who you are right now. And it was just amazing to see people say, I look in the mirror and how do I find, how do I find something that I like about myself? And I'm like, you got a pretty good smile. Why don't you start there? You know, and then they smile and then they laugh and then they feel good about themselves. And it's just this amazing community where we can remind people that sometimes it starts with something really simple, just appreciating the simple parts of yourself or the parts of yourself that are easy to appreciate, not the parts that you're having a hard time with and slowly working your way through things that are more and more difficult to appreciate until you really, really embody who you are. And I think that's something that at least I think society is trending that way. People just wanting to be themselves and not feel punished because of that. Yeah. Well. Um, even though it's been a rough week, I'm glad I came today um, just to share the honest truth about the challenges that we face building a company that's a little bit against the grain, a lot against the grain, honestly. And I'm going to stick and cling to hope. And uh, I hope many of you join us in this mission because I think that we're all tired of, if we really sit with it, we're, the, the past has not served us and it is time to make a change. And we're not gonna get it perfect, um, but I'm still breaking down my own beliefs and my own stuff around this, but I'm, doesn't mean I'm like have to be, have a PhD in toxic weight loss culture and self image to make this movement happen. So I'm not gonna aim for perfectionism. I'm gonna aim for progress. And that's what I'm going to do today. And Mm. that's all I can do. Progress, not perfection. That's a good one. I like it. Cool. So uh, let's go. Nina and I met before this with Connor and said, what are we going to talk about today? So uh, sorry for getting a little off topic, but I do want to talk a little bit today about like body. Sorry, I want to say one thing really quick. Don't apologize for being real. Like the world needs people who are willing to be real and vulnerable in front of an audience. I'm sorry. That's the well, truth. Well, that happened today. Hey, there we are. So. No, I mean, it just, it's, I feel like so much of the pain that we suffer through comes from the fear of being our authentic selves because of the fear of being judged. And I just want to make sure that if we're up here being real, that we're not going to apologize for it. We're not going to say, I'm sorry, I was being real right there. So don't be small like that. Okay. okay. I'll try. All right. Um, so... Yeah, I want to talk today a little bit about, a lot of us in the company have actually been reading the book, um, You Are Not a Before Picture by Alex Light, wonderful book. And she talks a lot about the misconceptions around body fat percentage and the terrible BMI tool that is used as as a way of, you know, classifying people incorrectly. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about BMI. Uh, you know, Tyler, you've worked with a lot of clients for many years, and I want to know if you can give us a brief overview about what BMI is and where the major shortcomings are. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is going to be an interesting topic, and I'm completely unprepared to talk about this. So I'm going to shoot from the hip a little bit here. So forgive me if I go down a, a pathway that that may take some twists and turns. That's how I like to, to roll. So I know, um, but you know about this topic. Yeah, no. So, so, so what I wanted to touch on really first is at the end of the day, 
mostly doctors, healthcare companies, insurance companies use BMI as a metric to determine your risk factors for heart disease, diabetes, death, et cetera, right? And, um, and I think it's one of the worst measures of your health that someone could possibly use because at the end of the day, it's purely based on your height and your weight. That's it. That's it. And so if someone has uh, a larger frame, more muscle mass naturally, um, you can be obese in that category, but you can be incredibly like athletic and fit and your blood numbers and everything can be incredible. But according to you know the insurance companies and the doctors and stuff like that, your BMI is totally off. And then therefore, the, the diagnosis and the care and the treatment that you get will be altered. And, and I want to point this out. I don't know if you're at this place in the book, but she talks about the misconceptions around even higher body fat percentages being linked to quote unquote unhealthy. And so I, f I feel like we should just say that the, a lot of the science around this is outdated and that we are classifying things that we thought we knew like incorrectly. And so um, I wanna be mindful that like some of the science that we have even ourselves subscribed to in the past is is not as relevant as we think. Yeah. So I wanna hold I, that space. I gotta comment on this one really, because okay. this is important, right? Um, people think of health as like a six pack, right? I can go downtown right here and find a crackhead with six pack. I'm sorry, that is the truth, okay? Does that mean that person's healthy? No. What does health really mean? It means that your body is functioning as optimally as it can, right? And so if you take somebody who's a, a bodybuilder or a fitness model, and they have visible abs, and then you take someone who's categorized as obese, and they don't have visible abs, who's to say this person, the bodybuilder, is more healthy than the person who doesn't have those visible abs? Because you know what? I've met women and men who are competitive bodybuilders, who have insanely um, uh, damaged their menstrual cycles. They're, they're not able to um, have children after they've gone too far, um, losing body fat, particularly um, the women. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's a misnomer to think that the more lean and ripped we are, the more healthy we are. But at the end of the day, what's really important? It's taking care of our bodies. It's how does our body move? Does it move pain-free? Do we have flexibility? Do we have strength? Is our heart pumping well? Are we getting good sleep? Are we able to minimize our stress, right? What are we putting into our body that's making us feel good or feel bad about it? And the more things that we do um, out of care, out of loving our body, the more likely we are to be healthy. But the problem is the measurements are, are backwards. They're the BMI, right? And even if somebody's running blood panels on you, there's a lot to be said about most doctors' blood panels that they're running on you. That's something we should probably bring an expert in for. But at the end of the day, I know a lot of times they say you have high cholesterol. We've got to drive your cholesterol down with this notion like that zero cholesterol is like a good thing. Well, that's not the truth either. Cholesterol makes hormones. Hormones make you youthful, right? So you can't, you can't just take some random number and say, this is categorized for all people. And I think that's the same with the scale, BMI, blood panels, et cetera. And it's just the wrong way to look at things. I also think it's important to mention that there's a huge like energetic and emotional psychological element to this because I know people who are experts in functional medicine and they've told me that they've, they've, done the blood panels, done the diagnostics, done the supplements, done the nutrition, done all the stuff, and people still weren't getting better. Yeah. And so 
they they were telling me just a little bit about how when they started focusing on other things, like were the, did the people have joy in their life? Did the people have close connection? Those were actually the things that were shifting the needle. So for us to think that someone's well-being and overall health is completely determined by the body fat percentage they have or some certain blood markers, um, I, I'm going to argue that that's not the full picture. And I understand, like, this is not for me to say that people, if you're struggling with a health condition, you should just ignore it. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying only you really know. But what I am saying is that it's not the full picture. Yeah. And that there are other things. You know, I, I kind of like to use my dad sometimes as an example for this. Um, because I've always found it fascinating that my dad doesn't really have a lot of health problems. And um, someone could follow him around and maybe nitpick and be like, oh, well, you're not, shouldn't eat that and you shouldn't do this. And yeah. granted, he. He's making like okay choices. He, he, right? he does. He's he's kind of like, he. I, I don't believe that he puts, and maybe he'll call me after he hears this and say you were wrong. But I don't believe that he puts a lot of energy or labels on good or bad. Mm. I think he goes, oh, I exercise because when I do, I feel really good. And I've shared this story before, like my dad used to not exercise. And then, um, you know, given the the space that we are in, he finally said, okay, I'm going to start exercising. And we used to run like um, local gyms and we had built like um, a, a specific class there. The and he would, yeah, he, he started going to the group training and he did lose weight fine. And, you know, people really focused on that. And he did pull me aside and say, I, you know, I think it's great, whatever that I lost the weight, but I don't really care about that. I feel so much better. And I was like, oh, thank you, you know? And so, but my point is, is that, yeah, he does exercise and I think he's somewhat conscious of the choices that he makes, but I don't think he puts a ton of energy. I don't think he diets. I, and for those he of- He doesn't beat himself up. I, I don't know that he does. Not, yeah. not that I've ever seen in my childhood and into my adulthood. He has sort of this, um, I don't know, how do you describe my dad, Nina? He's an angel. (laughs) (laughs) That's well a lot of people. He just has this like uh, energetic approach to life that's really rooted in um, a lot of like non-judgment. That is kind of the one thing about him. He's not a really judgmental person. And if he's not judging other people, I'm going to guess that he's likely not judging himself as much. He's deeply kind. And I feel like that characteristic and that sort of energy that he carries with himself I believe is why he he has kind of been able to like not be neurotic about all of this food and exercise and stuff, but still be like a very healthy person in his 60s. Do you know what I mean? Like and when I say healthy person, what I mean by that is he doesn't have any blatant like, oh, my God, you're, you know, in trouble here with your health. But also he his emotional, his emotional and psychological state what I'm trying to say is I believe that his attitude and his non-judgment and his ability to hold space for self and other and kindness and attitude deeply impact his health, probably even more than the habits that he's built over his lifetime. Well, that goes back to the whole start of like our brand, our podcast, everything. It's the intention, right? If your intention is to change the way you look so that you will feel happy because other people will compliment you and you get neurotic about what you're doing and you get mad when you miss a workout and the self-judgment grows and grows and grows and grows and grows, like, are you healthy, right? Maybe if somebody looks at your body, they would think so, but inside your mind, is that true? 
And how much does your own version of self-love inside your mind relate to the actual health, meaning the absence of disease in your body? Because I think what you're saying is really important. You can do everything right physically. You can do the right workouts. You can move the right way. You can make the right food choices. You can get the right amount of sleep. But if that internal dialogue is judging you and judging you and judging you, and that's the fuel that keeps you going, you're on the wrong path. Yeah, it's not going to keep you going. And I think that's why, yeah, I mean, I feel like he's right in his in his intention. And I feel like he has like an energetic component to him that he practices. I know that my dad has a very regular ritual, spiritual practice every day. I know that he practices a lot of surrender and non-judgment and kindness. And yes, he exercises. And yes, he, you know, probably is somewhat mindful of the food that he's eating, but it's not coming from the place of like, I got to do this because I'm trying to avoid this, or I got to do this because I got to look this way. Yeah. It's like, I'm doing I, this because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel good. Yeah. And um, again, I, I think that he's had long-term success with that because he's not beating himself up and he's not letting that inner critic be on level 10 all day, every day. But here's the thing that I want to point out. I'll bet you if we asked him that it wasn't always this way. Right. I know your dad struggled with some things in the past, like far, far past. But like, again, the call that I was on yesterday with with our community was so eye opening because I think that we think that the end goal is to not have self judgment. And I think that what's interesting is if we remove ourselves, if we say, like, am I the one thinking the thoughts or am I the one watching the thinker? Right. We separate just a little bit from our thoughts. Right. We start to realize that it's not the thought that damages us. It's identifying with the thought as who you are that damages us, right? So I don't know what's happening inside your dad, but like at least inside me, I still have the thought, right? It doesn't go away. It just gets smaller and you pay attention to it a little less. And as time goes on, it gets a lot easier to appreciate the things that you see and stop focusing on the self-judgment, right? And I think that that's something that people maybe need to hear. It's like it starts literally with just that, oh, look, there I am judging myself. Is that who I want to be? Is that what I want to identify with? Do I want to give that thought power or do I want to give a different thought power? And it's a choice. And like right? not – it's like you can even do – yeah, I, w I would say it's his attitude that contributes to his overall well-being. Yeah. And um, he hasn't had perfect health or by any means, but – his attitude, um, his approach to his health is dictated by his attitude. And yeah. that's what I mean when I talk about using our product with the right intention is like come into it with the right attitude. And I think that, you know, I've always joked that one day I'm going to make a, a coffee book table of all, we call my dad Pops, um, of all like the Pops quotes. The you Popsisms. Know? The Popsisms. <laughs> the like, um, you know, like he says a lot of things like progress, not perfection. You know, like when he's ever seen me trying to really, da, 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 he's like, Katie, progress, not perfection. You know, like just just one step at a time here. You well, know, I remember you asked him something funny or like it was it was something really hard that we were going through. I think maybe it was some Ellie's health stuff that happened a while back. And and you were like, what do you do when you just feel like it's too much? And he's like, one day at a time, Katie. And you're like, what do you do when one day feels like too much? He's like. Sometimes it's one hour at a time. <laughs> and I was like, that's just such a beautiful wisdom to share with people that like we don't have to get so far in the future and suffer because of it. And we can just take a moment and go like, okay, 
I'm here, I'm breathing, right? That one thing that I'm breathing should be enough to be grateful for, right? Yeah, he definitely has an attitude of gratitude. You know, I did have someone earlier in the week tell me, um, they said, you know what worrying is, right? And I said, oh no, I'm like the classic, I'm the classic worrier, so lay it on me. And they said, worrying is just praying for that thing that you're worried about to happen because you're like literally fixating on it. Wow. And I was like, oh dang it, (laughs) that hit me really hard. And so what's the phrase? Energy goes where attention flows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or energy flows where attention goes. That's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, if if you guys leave here with anything today, it's about small wins. It's never about overnight shifts. And I believe in the power of attitude. And I do believe that it really shifts um, the energy of your intention. So if you're going to buy our product or, or be a part of our community, know that that's the approach we're taking. Um, We're not trying to get you to a certain weight. We're not trying to have you weigh yourself. We're not trying to measure good or bad. We're practicing self-acceptance. We're practicing connecting with our body. We're practicing how we feel when we move in our body. Yeah. And we're not trying to discredit that like exercise helps people feel good. Yeah. Uh, But we're really focusing on the attitude and the intention behind it. So. Um, but kind of back to, you know, can I, I say one thing? Yeah. I got sh- I got a shameless plug this thing a little bit. Right. And I just like we've had, we, I don't know what episode we're on, but we don't really talk about like what it is that we're building at WeShape, you know. Um, and I think that it's clear what we're trying to do as a brand. But um, what I get really excited about is that my original goal with this uh, product was how do we give someone a tool that feels like they have a personal trainer like built into their their phone or you know tablet desktop whatever they're using right and um, you know right now there's a few devices out there that cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that do a decent job at kind of giving you that personalized feedback but they're still rooted in that insecurity uh, you know way of of promoting their product and 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 um, you know making you feel kind of a certain way in order to to want to sign up for their stuff but what we wanted to do was, more than anything was like democratize that right and my own personal story is like. I, I got hit by a car. I, I, I destroyed my left knee when I was in my, uh, my uh, late teens, and I had to learn how to rehabilitate myself. And that was really powerful for me because here I am trying to be a personal trainer in my early 20s. I'm watching all these other personal trainers. Who are they? They're ex-athletes who became personal trainers. They move well. They don't have any aches and pains. They're naturally strong, naturally fit. And they're teaching a bunch of people who are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old who have aches, pains, injuries, and they have no way of actually empathizing and understanding the experience that that person's having. And in a lot of ways, I look at the injury that I had and then later, you know, a little while later, I actually injured the other knee in a, in a more severe way and had to do it all over again. And it taught me even more. And those things gave me such a deep understanding for what people are experiencing when they're learning to move their body and there's obstacles in the way. And I think that that's so important because that's the way the product is designed. It's designed to meet you where you're at, give you movements. And we're very, very, very specific. We use the word movements because exercises are designed to pump your muscles and make you sweat, right? So that you can, you know, burn fat and build muscle. Movement is designed. We use that word because we want you to celebrate how your body can move. We want you to get connected to how your body feels when it moves. And when I started shifting my own style of fitness from let me do this for vanity's sake, to let me do this to see what my body can do, to celebrate what my body can do, to constantly experiment with new things. It just, everything changed for me. 
everything changed for me. I felt better. Um, and I know, I'm just gonna say the truth. I My body changed too, right? And it's amazing to go, I didn't even think about that. It just took care of itself. All I was doing was becoming the best expression of me by focusing on learning to move my body better. And so what we do in the workout side of things is we give people those movements that are appropriate for them at this level. And it's a very technology-driven product that basically is able to sequentially load new video files in real time. So the whole thing is basically we give you a workout that's personalized to you. Every movement is selected for you based on your goals and your capabilities. And then throughout the workout, we check in with you just like a trainer would. We say, hey, how, how did that feel? And you can say, oh, that was too hard. And we'll make it a little easier for you. Hey, that was too easy. We'll make it a little harder for you, right? And so the whole goal is how do we create um, a product that is giving our members the best experience possible, feeling like there's literally a, a, a great personal trainer right next to you, making good decisions for you so that you can actually show up to learn how to feel better in your body. And that, that approach to movement and slightly progressing from one movement to the next, ever, ever so slight changes to make it more and more difficult is the way that the body loves to learn too, right? When we sophisticate the complexity of a motor pattern, that's how a baby goes from laying down to lifting its head, to rolling over, to pressing up, to crawling, to standing, to walking. And I think utilizing that same philosophy within a movement practice is one of the best ways to connect with your body, care for your body, and actually show up so that you feel amazing in your body when you use it. So I just wanted to Well, I think it makes there. me laugh a little bit because someone the other day was like, well, what makes your like company unique or what makes your someone like not available to be able to replicate quick? I'm like, the amount oh, of oh tell them the amount remember uh, the I, amount? I, I remember oh, God, but oh, the amount of complexity behind the scenes so like essentially it's all three of us could log in and do today's workout but it would be such a variety of combinations so we'd all do a push-up but it would all be a different push-up and in that moment if we said ow, my shoulder's bothering me, I'm not doing that, it would, in real time, switch the level of that push-up. Yeah. It's like these micro-movement progressions that train your body how to do the movement. Take all the way back to rehab movements to get your shoulder Yeah, in the right no, my friend who's a physical yeah. therapist and owns multiple clinics was like, if you need me to get out there and like approve this product, I absolutely approve this product. It's all rooted in biomechanics. I'll send my patients straight from the office to your product. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in order for us to have the number of combinations of different exercises that people could choose because you could movements because <laughs> you could come in and say my shoulder hurts so I need like it's we have about 9,000 video files with one trainer so every time we add a trainer in the product it, it multiplies that yeah and so the number of combinations that we would actually be putting out there right I uh the, the head of our technology oh, oh, yeah. can I say it yeah you go, ahead. So you go ahead you go ahead so he said yesterday our, our our head of technology was like hey how many different like variations of these workouts and these different edits and things that have we built over the last year and everybody took a guess and was like oh you know five hundred thousand a million five million I was like ten million he was like fifty million different in the last year in Damn. one year and so it we had blew my 50 mind million combinations of what like each movement put together could be for one person's workout yeah. 50 million combinations so like when people are like couldn't someone rep i'm like good luck replicate like <laughs> we have someone who runs all the production and content who has to get all of the logic behind how that works we have someone who has to build the technology around that logic i mean it's 
it's actually really crazy. And this is why I get so worked up when I'm like trying to not feel hopeless about this because I'm like, not only do I feel like we're rooted in a really positive mission, the product that we have is phenomenal. And literally I have physical therapists telling me, I will send you patients from my from my clinic once they're post rehab because I know that your product will be able to help them. Yeah. The, at the same time though, I could have a, a professional athlete coming in and doing it too. So it's like, I don't think people really understand the complexity and yeah. the behind the scenes of what it takes to build something like that. It took the team two years to even build the product. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I'm appreciative of the shameless plug because I do feel like people do not understand how complex it is behind the scenes. They don't. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's, it's literally, I've always thought about it like this. You're marrying a philosophy of how someone should learn how to move their body better, to connect with and care for their body, with a technology, right? With content that has to be displayed in a way that connects with people, right? So another thing that I did in Shameless Plug is we have this thing, I call it the visual teaching system, but we tried to simplify teaching someone how to move their body properly as simply as possible, right? And I'll give you a simple example of where this would go. Like, so if, if I um, want to uh, stabilize the knee joint when I'm doing a squat, I can kind of uh, lift the toes towards the shin, right? So a normal, normally like a therapist would be like, dorsiflex your ankle to stabilize your knee and fire your, your tibia, right? And I'm like, how do we say that? To give somebody who's just like totally new to this um, something simple. And I know I said I love rhyming earlier, so I'm so happy I'm giving this example. I said, <laughs> we took a while and we got it. Lift your toes to your nose. That's it. I mean, it's so simple. So we try to simplify everything in the content, right? And then um, on top of all that, there's a brand mission that you can't fake. Like, go ahead and try and knock us off and try to fake that. You're going to get be found out really fast. You know what I mean? So I think that that's some of the pieces that make me feel... Um, just like the bad guys aren't going to win, you know what I mean? Is like we've got we've got all the pieces in place, and I know that it's moving the right direction. And it's just going to take uh, a few lucky swings in order to get us off the ground to where we want to be. So we'll get there. Yeah. I I do believe in what we're doing, and I do. Anytime I do feel discouraged, like yesterday was a rough day, and then you were like, you know, we had a meeting with our CFO, and then. Uh, I, I raced home to be with the kids and then, and that's the other thing is like, we're raising small children at the same time. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my you, God. When I talk to entrepreneurs who are like, oh, this is so difficult. And I'm like, you are single. I'm like, <laughs> you need to get the hell out of here. And you have two small children. One of them had Lyme's disease the last two years that we had to deal with. Like, it's oh okay. my God. I'm not going to be a victim of it. I'm going to, no. I'm going to show up for the lessons. But yeah. So I left yesterday. I was really discouraged. I came home. Nina actually on Wednesday, she usually comes for dinner. So she was over. We're with the kids, and then I didn't really get to check in with you. Like, how was that financial meeting for you? Like, I'm pretty bummed. And um, I was waiting for you to come in the door and tell me. I was literally waiting for this. I was waiting for you to come in the door and, and be just like, freak out like Tyler normally does. You <laughs> stubborn, stubborn woman. You're trying to make a dog a cat, and you're throwing all of our money away, and I'm putting a stop to it. And you know what happened? We couldn't connect after the meeting because you had to jump right into a community call. Yeah. So you get in the community call. I'm texting you because you were like, you were like about 45 minutes late, and I was like, "Are you good?" Like I was like, 
So you, you naturally, came- <laughs> I just didn't answer my phone. <laughs> didn't answer. Phone. You guys yeah. didn't listen to episode three. Go we back know. and check that one out. So you come home, and I was ready for it. I was like, he he's gonna he's he's gonna hand it to me today. In in terms of like you're you're in denial. You're trying to make a dog a cat. You're stubborn, stubborn woman, and you need to you need to see what's going on. And you didn't. You came in the door, and you just said, "I had the most amazing call with our community. We're gonna make this happen, no matter what." And I was like, oh my God, like, thank you for that. Because every time I do get on the calls with the community, the Zoom calls, that's why I told our team, I was like, please, can we make, can we have more Zoom calls? Because I need these people to come together. People need support. People need to. God, people need support. People need to have support in changing their attitude about exercise and about their self-image and about their self-confidence. So I was so grateful. You know, I thought that I wasn't going to sleep last night at all. I made it till four in the morning. I was like shocked by that. And I think it was partly because you came home and you were like, no, 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 no. I'm not here to lecture you. Um, All of the pieces are there. Actually, I was kind of giving this analogy to my friend on the phone last night. I was like, it's kind of like if you dealt me 20 cards and 19 of them were like the best hand you ever had, right? In terms of technology, team, content, uh, product, like you name it, right? Even even our business model, right? It, it, our funnel, our numbers. conversion, the numbers are there. Yeah, um, It's just the cash flow. It's just the investor piece. I'm like, it's the one card, right? And I said, I feel like if I had like 80% of the cards that were a bad hand that you guys would be like, come on, Katie, you're really like being naive and you're really in denial about this, but I don't feel that way. And so it is bizarre to have a meeting with our head of finance and to be like, you guys need to get investors right away. And I'm like, I'm not going to give up, even though that is a is that it, it's it's kind of like the ace of hearts. It's like one of the it's the card that beats all the other cards. But I I'm like the other 19 cards in my hand are pointing me in this north star, and um, it feels scary and it feels risky, and I feel like I'm going to have to just show up and do it anyway somehow. Oh man, I don't think anything amazing was ever built that didn't feel risky, that didn't feel scary, especially when you're choosing to go against the grain, right? It's not like we're coming out there and we're saying like, we're just gonna do more of the same stuff and with a new product design. It's, we're gonna do better with the product and we're gonna go against the grain with the branding. And we're doing this, and we've talked about this a lot too, Katie, like I, I don't give a crap what I get from this, right? What would make me most happy at the end of the day is getting millions of people to start appreciating what their bodies can do, start learning how to care for their bodies. And if I got absolutely nothing in return, I would be so much more happy than if I built something that I didn't care about as much and made a hundred million dollars or whatever, right? It doesn't, it's not about that for either of us. And I know that to be true. And I think that that changes that changes the way you can show up in business when you're not thinking about what does this do for me? And you're thinking about this is what I'm supposed to be doing for other, right? So I'm, I don't know. I just, it's going to be fine. We'll figure it out. All right. Is there anything else we need to talk about today? Or do I need to go like have another cup of tea and close my eyes for half an hour? I don't know. Yeah, I want to say one thing. You, you, you came out here, you were vulnerable as hell. I appreciate that. I really do. And, um, and I appreciate you asking for help. And, you know, I bet anything that somebody's going to listen to this 
and they're going to reach out with some way of helping. And some people are going to want to try us out because they really believe in us. Um, some people are going to share it with their friends who are already using us. Um, but I think there's a, a nice correlate there. And I keep going back to this call yesterday that I think that what people need to realize is whatever you're struggling with, you're not alone, right? Somebody else out there is going through the same thing. And how do you break out of that? Well, it's not by secluding yourself from the world. It's by being brave enough to go be a part of a community where you start to recognize others are like that or being brave enough to say, I need help. I am feeling like I'm struggling. And when you do that, you know what happens? People show up for you. The people who you want to show up for you and the people who don't show up for you that you might've thought were gonna show up for you. And you get to learn a lot about who's really there for you in your life. And yeah, I think yesterday it's really after, you know, we had that hard meeting in the afternoon, I kept having this visual of like, okay, I'm ready. I kept seeing this cave and like it was dark and I just wanted to go crawl in it. And I, kept, I, I had the visual and I was like, but that's not what you need to do right now. You need to accept how you're feeling about this. You need to share how you're feeling about this. And I'll tell you, it was much easier for me to want to just go in the cave and say, hey guys, I don't feel well. Can you handle the podcast today? Like, um, But I can't ask people to show up in a courageous act around joining this movement and breaking toxic weight loss culture and joining our community if I can't be courageous myself. So I'm just gonna keep doing hard things even though it feels very horrible sometimes. Um, the feeling doesn't have to dictate my action. And so I appreciate the um, acknowledgement and the gratitude. And I do believe good will come even though it feels really hard right now. So I appreciate that. Awesome. But, well, thank you guys for listening to this Woo! episode today. This was, a, this was a doozy, wasn't it? But I feel like we can learn a lot from each other. Yeah. And um, I'm excited for our next episode because we're actually adding in another trainer in our product. Our tech team is building that right now, hopefully to be released before the new year. Her name is Marilyn. She's wonderful. She has an amazing story. Oh, my God. What yeah. an amazing story. She's already filmed all the videos, and um, so we're just putting the technical pieces together of her, like for her and the product right now. But she's going to be joining us next time. Nina already did like a pre-interview with her. I've met her a number of times. She's going to come up from Los Angeles and and do an interview with us. So um, I'm excited for the next episode. I think we're going to cover some really good stuff. So thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com challenge to sign up.